What up, Eagle Talk fam? It's Rosemary. And your boy, Corey Lewis. Not too long ago, we left everything familiar in our hometown of Chicago and relocated to Dallas. Since then, we've grown a seven-figure real estate business. And more importantly, a life that we absolutely love. Like many of you, we have been on the lonely side of building a business. And we know exactly how whack that can be. We also know success leaves clues, and that is why we created this space just for you. You don't have to go on this entrepreneurial journey alone. We got you. Let's Eagle Top. What up, Eagle Talk fam? What's up, family? Welcome to episode 102. 102. And y'all, listen, you need to go ahead and forward this episode right now because we are going to give you tips for marketing to your ideal client? Very important question if you are in business. It is so important because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, and I'm not even going to limit it to new people in business, but so often we can get so caught up in focusing on the good or service that we are providing Mm -hmm. that if we're not intentional about really thinking about who that good or service is for, who we are marketing to, um, then everything can get lost in the sauce. So, guys, this is such an important question, and, and uh, we want to make sure that we we hit it where you fully understand what we're talking about. Exactly. So why is it important to identify your ideal client? You know, it's important to identify. It's important for a lot of reasons, but let me just give you two that comes to top of mind. Is because, like... Your good or service should be solving a problem, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, So if you are advertising or looking to solve a problem, but that person does not have that problem, then you will think that your business plan is is a failure Mm -hmm. when, honestly, you're just marketing to the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a great example. So let's just say... um, I am advertising or my business is marketing weight loss pills. Okay. Okay. I, it would not make great sense for me to market my weight loss pills at a place that, um, where everyone is, has low body weight anyway. Does that make sense? Like a lifetime. Because well, maybe a lifetime because you got some people that are trying to lose weight, okay. right? But I wouldn't go somewhere where people are trying to gain weight, right, mm-hmm. to market low weight loss pills. So mm-hmm. a, a, another example is like if I am a real estate agent, you're probably not going to see me marketing my services on a college campus, mm-hmm. right? Because most college students are not in position at that time to purchase a home, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have money saved. They're just starting off life. Um, and I would be frustrated if I was a college student edu- you know, a college student real estate agent. And I'm like, none of my friends want to buy a house while well, marketing to the wrong demographic. Yeah. Okay. Um, another reason why you want to identify your ideal client is because you want to attract the type of business to you that you actually want to do. So I will give you a, another real estate example because that's the lane we're in um, for me. I nine times out of 10 on my advertisements, you will never see me advertising for a lease. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, advertising that 
I will help you lease homes. Um, in some situations, you might not even see me advertise for investments, mm-hmm. right? Because that is not in most situations. In really. most situations, yeah. right? Because that is not the type of business that I or commercial, right? Mm-hmm. I won't advertise for commercial because I don't want to attract that type of business. But what I see new realtors doing, they just want anything. Let me help you buy, sell, lease, invest, multifamilies, this, 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 and this. And then when you get that, when you attract that type of business that you actually is not your ideal client, not only will you not have the greatest experience, but your client won't have the greatest experience because that is not what you specialize in. That's not where you thrive. So whereas me, I am selling a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? When you see me advertise, I'm advertising to someone who, um, who is looking to build their own life through where they live and and that's the type of client that i'm looking for and that's the type of client that i'm attracting and when you haven't identified your ideal client Mm -hmm. we're talking to everybody which means that we're actually talking to nobody okay so that's why you need to know your ideal client i think um if i spoke about myself and my business i think my ideal client and of course we're always solving a problem but my ideal client would have some sort of pain yeah um they're in foreclosure they're behind on taxes um they need to sell quickly for whatever that reason is my i'm I'm not marketing or daily looking for somebody that's relocating to california in 60 days exactly exactly that's not the person i'm looking not that i won't buy their house but that's that's not my target market. Yeah, your target market is somebody who is in distress. Yes. Now I do wanna so so how does this express in different businesses, right? So I'm thinking about um my photographer, right? The photographer that I work with, his ideal client is someone who is in branding or um headshots. So he he is really looking for business owners, execs, things like that. Um I think about um, one of my friends who is a videographer, right? He is a videographer, but weddings are not necessarily like he's not targeting brides mm-hmm. because he's looking to do a different type of business. And what sometimes what happens is we're just casting a net that's mm-hmm. so wide yep. um, and and you're getting business. You may even be getting business, right? Sometimes it's that we're not getting the business or you're getting the business that doesn't feel you because we're not being specific in our messaging. And I'm gonna give you a great example of who, of when we didn't do this well. Eagle Talk, (laughs) right? When we first started Eagle Talk, we like, it's Pillow Talk. We gonna talk about your mama, your daddy, relationships, children, Mm -hmm. friends, them, whatever. And, And because our messaging was so broad, we got frustrated when there was not buy-in, mm-hmm. right? And as we continue, we were like, well, who are we really talking to, right? Because the, the reality is that some of the things that we are discussing um, in terms of entrepreneurship and uh, wealth building and things like that, that might not resonate with a 79-year-old retired ex, you know, um, blue-collar worker, yeah. right? 
So we can't get frustrated when we we reel them in on this promise that we're going to talk about parenting. And now when we're talking about dreaming big and they're they're okay with where they are, um, they're not engaging with us. So identifying your target audience is going to save you a whole lot of stress. And we can even look at the way that we are targeted um, with ads on social media and Mm -hmm. things like that. It's a reason why they're showing you what you like (laughs) and not things that you don't like Mm -hmm. is because that is what's going to drive business that way. Yeah. When you're talking about um, your ideal client and casting that web, I'm going to make up a word here. Glennis, I want you to spell it out at the box. <laughs> it's called all over the place ism. <laughs> all over the place ism. That's exactly what it is, right? Because yeah. you're just all over the place. You get, you're getting so inundated with so many phone calls, like you said, with people needing so many different services. Um, I don't know if that was you, but it was a realtor or somebody. And, and the lady started off wanting to buy a house. Then she went to a duplex. Then she wanted, you know what house hacking is, right? Yeah. She wanted to do a house hacking situation. Then she just settled for, I'll just, I'm going to buy some land. You know, like, where the hell did that come from? Right. Or, or they were like, oh, I'm just going to rent. Or what? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What? So, again, your ideal client, identifying your ideal client also will save you a lot of time. Yeah. Because yeah. you would just be all over the place trying to deal with a person that when they, they call you initially, they think they know what they want. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they have no idea what they want because they're talking to so many different people. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. the cousin got a suggestion. Then their neighbor did this. And then the, the guy across the street, you know, his wife died and this happened and they wind up doing it this way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's kind of like. And then you can't help them because they weren't the right, right, right person for you exactly. to work with. OK, here's another reason um, why it's important to identify your ideal client is because then your messaging can start resonating with them. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a great example. I have a good friend who has a tutoring company and she has a huge passion for college planning, right? Mm -hmm. For making sure that, um, you know, children who otherwise would be um, underserved, that they have the tools and the readiness available for college planning. And she and I sat down and we really thought about who her ideal client was and Actually, her ideal client is not the student. Mm-hmm. It is the student's parent. Wow. Right. Um, so we started to think through, OK, now that we know that that the parent is the ideal client, what are the challenges that the parent has? Right. What are the problems? And we literally sat down and we listed the problem. So a problem of someone, you know, they don't even know where to get started. Um, they may be overwhelmed because they haven't saved for college. Um, they don't even know um, how to get in contact with the counselors. They have some anxieties or fears around their child going far away from school, um, having the resources for test readiness and prep and things like that. So after we identified the problems of her ideal client, now she was able to start crafting her message. So her emails, her social media posts, her conversations when she was just out and about were answering the questions or or solving the problems mm-hmm. and pointing to her product for these parents who 
need to get their children ready for college. So the beauty of when you really identify your ideal client, definitely take some time, y'all. Sit like I don't care if you do hair. Like if you're doing hair, if you do wigs, then think about who needs a wig, right? Is it that person that's on the go? Is it that person who has al- alopecia? Is it that person who likes to switch up their look? Like think about the problems and what problems do they have? Do they have a Ford in it? Is it the you know the vulnerability of showing you their bare you know their hair as they're going through challenges is it the cancer patient like really think through what are their challenges and now all of your messaging is speaking directly to your ideal client which is attracting them to you yeah i'm thinking about um when i first opened up the school yeah and the barber college the barber everybody co- don't know okay i'm sorry i own a barber college in Joliet, illinois uh 13 years yeah 13 14 years now um but I remember when I was driving up and down the street, literally from like the casino to Larkin, might have been about seven barber shops. Mm-hmm. And I know that the average price was like $25 a cut, like $35 with a cut and shave. And here it is. I planted the barber school and the highest, well, the haircuts were $8. Yeah. Between $8 and $10 at the time. And I'm knowing that the person that's paying $25, $30 for a haircut is not going to come in here and get an $8 haircut. Exactly. So I had to figure out my ideal client. Yeah. And your ideal client was, you know, I remember like literally you looking for a location that was walkable. Mm-hmm. You looking for a location that was maybe close to a school mm-hmm. or a church where there might be children mm-hmm. or parents with multiples. Um, and you plan it in a, in a, a so where the socioeconomics were a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. So they would, you know, they would need, they for would sure. gravitate to, a cost-effective resource mm-hmm. to getting their haircut. Yeah, and and to this day, probably about seventy-five to eighty percent of my clientele are kids. Yeah, they're they're because um, their dads will go get the twenty-five dollars right. haircut, exactly. but they don't want to spend thirty dollars exactly. on per kid. So they would bring the, they would bring the child the, the kid to um to the school, and I'm talking like you know K through eighth, and then uh, nine through twelve. Yeah, up there, right. That's primarily my clientele. Then I figured out how many single women had multiple kids. Yes. So I started kind of, you know, coming up with answers, right? Answers for them. Like if you have more than three, you you got three boys, you can come here and get these haircuts for $25. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, And that makes me think about, you know, I have seen businesses, um, where, and I bet we all like you probably everyone has probably seen a business and you're kind of like they don't go there mm-hmm. you know like like it's a great business idea but they didn't think through because even thinking through location um, I think can help you figure out if you are going to meet your ideal client there, sure, right sure. Um, and, and and again uh, y'all I, I'm telling you so often I think that people are just kind of like, yes, you know, I know how to bake these gourmet cakes and these gourmet cookies. And I'm going to I'm going to put up this bakery and my product is great. But if you put it, you know, in an area where they can't afford five dollar cookies for mm-hmm. one cookie, then, um, then then there's a reason for that. I'm thinking about um, Cookie Society. They were here for episode number ninety nine. And their next co- cookie, their cookies, five dollars a cookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you cannot you cannot put 
a five dollar cookie um, in an on a college campus, right. right? It might not be the best idea because college students are are broke, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to figure it out. Their next location is in South Lake, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so figure so when you identify who is my product or service, whose problem is it solving? What problems are they solving? Then go at it that way. And I I promise you, I think that many times when businesses are not successful, it's not because you didn't have a great idea and you didn't have a good product or a great service, but maybe you were not clear for yourself. And then it definitely wasn't clear to the people who you were supposed to be serving. Okay. So we talked about identifying um, the client. Yeah. Let's talk about marketing to the client. Mm-hmm. And the channels you use to market to the client. So that is a great thing. Um, and, and, and this is another huge one. So I think that we have to like everybody is on like some form of social media, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when I say I'm saying everybody blankets it, but like the statistics, I don't know, like billions. Most of the world. Yeah, most of the world is on some form of social media. But everybody is not on every platform. Mm -hmm. So here's a great example. I'm going to take it away from um, if you were looking for a job. If I was looking for a job, it might not be the best place for me to post my resume on Instagram Mm -hmm. or put on Facebook. Does anybody know somebody looking for a podcast host? Right. right? Right. I need to be on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to. And and, and why do I need to be on LinkedIn? Because that's where HR professionals are. That's where people who are looking to hire are. Um, It's more of a professional database. So I think that it's important for you to um, frequent, like really think through where is my ideal client hanging out virtually and in real life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and I need to make sure that I'm showing up there. So I think about my real estate business. Um, primarily, I am marketing to a middle-aged female. Like, I, that's about as much as I'll share. Um, but where is she showing up? Like, yeah, it, is she on TikTok? Maybe. But she's definitely on Instagram, nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, right? She's definitely in private um, mom Facebook groups, right? She's definitely at the nail shop. She's definitely at these bougie brunches, right? Mm -hmm. So I need to make sure that my messaging is first of all, where she is, Mm -hmm. right? And then second of all, I need to make sure that when I show up in my messaging that I am answering or solving a problem that she has. Okay, so um, I'm gonna speak on the social piece. Yeah. and they always put it this way. And I guess it's pretty true. Now, let's just say pick Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram is this world's now um, 24-hour self-made commercial. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's literally what it is. Um, and so many people use that platform for entertainment. And not marketing. But not marketing exactly. for their business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the way I look. Cause I, okay, so I don't know, last summer, most of my posts were real estate related. Something I was buying, something I was selling, house that I was walking, right? And for whatever reason, I told myself that I didn't want to post too much real estate stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the exact opposite thing that I should be telling myself. Yeah. Because I need to continue to put myself out there more so people know what I do. 
which generates me more buyer interest and more seller interest. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't utilize the platform like that. And I think that, um, and, and they, a lot of times the platforms are not utilizing that way for a fear of being salesy for a fear of, um, of not doing it appropriately. So again, we're in the problem solving mode, mm-hmm. right? So, um, if you're, so I'm just going to give an example. If your Instagram post screams hey look at me i'm a realtor i'm selling houses i'm selling houses i'm selling houses Mm -hmm. that's not hot right Right. but if it says hey i just helped another family and they got this really dope house with a pool and the best thing about this house is a brunch spot up the street text me if you want to know what brunch spot it is right now i'm providing value i'm peaking interest and i'm helping like it's like oh you're helping somebody get there like then people don't get tired of you right because again you're coming from a place of value instead of a place of um hey look at what i'm doing and i i will say that i do think that there is something to be said about depending on your ideal client um, because people buy from people who they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. So I do think a certain extent we do need to show up and show a little bit of who we are, but even in showing who we are, we need to be solving a problem. Yeah. And I also think, um, now we're talking about, you know, ideal clients and social media. I also think you need to give the people something. Oh, absolutely. You have to give tangible, valuable, information yeah right no i don't remember who it was but i saw that um the guidelines for i think it was fha went up or something like that this year yeah 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 well what yeah yeah fha changed some things so one it's not the guy their purchasing Purchasing, guidelines went up um and also it's just a little cheaper on their mortgage insurance okay so somebody that is not in our industry and has a nine to five Come home and do the mommy daddy duties, you know, feed the kids, bathe the kids, go to bed, have weekend sports activities and all of that kind of stuff. How would they get that information if they don't, if nobody tells them? Right, right, right. right. So, So instead of just being like, hey... I'm selling houses like, hey, actually, I don't know if y'all know this, there you go. but FHA just changed their guidelines, right? You so go. now you're piquing the interest of your ideal client. And that sets you apart from the typical person that's just on there. Walking slow in little right. time. Right. Or, or, <laughs> right. Or, or, or just saying that they sold another house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's 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 the angle that I'm coming from. Yeah. So, y'all, all in all, uh, identifying your ideal client is key yes. in any business and not just in real estate and listen and, and and it's key because once you identify who you want to serve what problem you can solve you can speak directly to them and it's going to cut out so much frustration again i see people every single day who thinks like my business is a failure your business isn't a failure you have just not been clear on who you should and need to be marketing and speaking to. So um, if you are finding yourselves like just, you know, slamming against the wall, you know, again, real estate agents, if you don't want to, if you are looking to sell more houses, get a lease off of your, mm-hmm. and, and, and I just want to say this, let me just back up and say this before we leave. Even though I don't market to leases, I will help somebody get a lease, oh, yeah. right? It's just not my ideal situation, right? Because my my goal is to solve the problem and get folks into gaining equity and for home ownership. But if somebody calls me and says, hey, Rosemary, will your team help with a lease? 
We absolutely can. That's the same thing. Don't be so afraid because I think sometimes we're so afraid to niche down and speak to our ideal client because we're afraid that we're going to miss other business. And it's the exact opposite. When people see you dominating and sharing value, they're going to reach out to see how you can help them too. Well, there you go, guys. um, We ended the last episode with what's next. What's next? And this is what's next. Yeah, We're going to be giving info. out information that you guys need. Um, so continue to send us things that you want us to talk about or, you know, have a conversation on. Yep. Um, but this is what's next. I think we figured out that there's a lot of topics that um, we can hit. And, 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 and maybe in business, like, again, we always say entrepreneurship can be lonely Mm -hmm. and maybe in your business, you don't have anybody that you can talk to that will just help shine light on things like this. And that's what we're here to do. Yeah. So thank y'all for watching. Bye Eagles. See y'all next time.